Welcome back to Music Muse, rated five stars on Spotify by the CEO of Music. In today's episode, we're here with one of the most underrated artists rising up in the new indie and alternative scene. It's Haji Gaviota. What is hey, up? Let's go. Yo, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good too, man. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing this, you know? Yeah, me too. It's a long time in the making. Of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, big question to start us off for the day. What are you doing with your music and why? Um, good question. What? What am I doing with it? Um, like I'm just trying to like uh, tell stories. So, um, I think like as a kid, I was very much like a or he's kind of like I like reading a lot and like writing little short stories and stuff like that and I also love music separately and like I guess I never really thought about them as being like the same thing for a long time um yeah. and then when I was in high school I'm old as fuck by the way I'm just gonna like preface that like when I <laughs> name drop certain timestamps and like when they were you'll be like wait what like I was in high school when Frank Ocean started like becoming a thing and I was like yo he's like telling stories but it's like using the music that I like, you know, like hip-hop and R&B and shit. And I was like, damn, I kind of want to do this, you know? And so ever since then, like, that's kind of been, I think, my goal is to, like, be able to, like, have that, like, storytelling energy, um, just make it sound really cool and have, like, a like a sound that people kind of trust and they know shit's going to sound fire when it comes out, so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. And uh, we've we've got a perfect transition into the next question about your sound, so... Right, so you've been making music uh, in the same style since about 2018. Uh, how did you find out the style was right for you? And how can you, uh, how can a, a new artist find their sound? Um, that's a good question. I think like I had only been making music seriously for like a couple years before then. Like by seriously, I just mean like, I was like actually like putting energy into like finding things and recording and all that shit, you know? Yeah, um, and you were like actively, that. you know, making an effort to grow. And stuff like that yeah i probably started doing yeah. that in like 2015 but it was very like half ass because i was in college and i was like taking that a lot more seriously um and i would only really record like when i was home i went to school in philly so like i'm, fr I'm from new york originally i don't think we talked about that yet but like um so i went to school in philly which is like not that far away but like far enough where like i wasn't going home that much so it's like i would only really make music when i was home um so i started like really being serious about it like when I graduated and came back to school. So it was about a year, um, a little less than a year of like that. And I was really worried. Like I would be in the studio like multiple times a week. Like that's where I met Mike. Well, I know you guys interviewed, right? Like, which is, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Mike is the Mike goat, Mraz, right? Mike the goat. <laughs> yeah, Mike is the goat. Oh, yeah. so I had met Mike through like another friend and like we, I realized like pretty quickly that like he was like super talented. And I was like, yo, this guy can definitely help me make the things that I hear in my head that I don't know how to make. So we kind of locked in for a couple months and we went out to like Long Island just to like write some stuff. Cause I was working as a high school teacher. I'm sure we'll also probably talk about, but yeah, um, no, no, we've got some questions about a, that. Don't worry about I that. A, I had a spring, I had a spring meeting, right? So like that was the perfect time for us to be like, yo, let's just go make stuff for like a week, a weekend or whatever. We went out there while we were out there. It was like April, 2018. Um, it was like the morning and we started the song Harajuku. 
and like he started the beat and then I started writing stuff and I just realized it was really easy for me to write it like it wasn't like I used to be like struggling to write shit be like yo can I sing this note like can I do this can I and with that I was like yo I have like two verses already in 15 minutes you know what I mean it was just like it just made sense um and it just like felt really natural I think that's what helped me find my sound is like there's an easy way for me to be like that was the first song I put out where like reacted to it well um which is like the cop-out way of being like oh people told me this is good my sound (laughs) but (laughs) also like I can tell you that that it felt good to record that so I knew when I made that a little bit maybe I didn't know if people were gonna listen to it but I knew that if people listened to it they were gonna like it Mm -hmm. um I think that was like the first time I really like had that feeling where I was like damn like I don't think I have to convince people like this like I think people are just gonna be like this is nice you know um yeah for sure yeah I I would say that was the moment but to answer like for other people yeah I would say you just gotta keep trying stuff you keep trying stuff don't be afraid to try stuff like really what happened with me is like I would like Hey, oh, I can't sing. And then it was like, I could sing like only like in this specific like little range. And then I would try to do stuff. And then I would like melodyne it and then be like, okay, I could sing that eventually because the robot version of me can do it. And then I would just open me up to like do a little more every time. Um, and I just try to like gain things in my repertoire, like as I go on, you know? Um, yeah. And I feel like I've done that. And I think that it just takes time, but it takes like a willingness to like try new things, which I think is all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, back to Harajuku a little bit. I didn't know Mike uh, made the beat, and uh, yeah, you know, you know, the video for it is absolutely amazing as well. So it's just like I don't know, it kind of all fit together, and it kind of really worked out in the end because what it's sitting at your fourth most popular, I think, if I have my numbers right. So yeah, and it was at number one for like since it came out, basically. Um, I feel like we dethroned it like I don't know actually. I feel like. 46 and Bliss passed it for like a week and that was cool and then Herjuk passed it again and I was like alright bro come on and then um, I don't think Runners High started doing like more per month than Harajuku did until probably like a couple months ago um, and then the song I have with Aaron helped a lot because he has like a way bigger um, bass than I do so it's just like easier to jump out in front of some other shit but uh, the fact that it's still there is pretty impressive it's been like four years at this point yeah absolutely <laughs> um i was gonna yeah. talk about this later but you also have the song with uh saya and that's super cool like i don't know i'm just yeah, such was... a huge fan of both of you and it's like to see you guys working together was just incredible yeah they're the coolest for real i have like i'm a really huge fan i was a really big fan of their uh non-binary tape mm-hmm. um which was like i feel like it came out maybe two weeks before i sent that song to them um oh, yeah. and i was like yo this is the coolest and it was really cool to be like Yo, this is an artist I've like listened to on repeat. Now I'm like sending them my thing. Like I was, that was one of the first times where I was really like, yo, this is really, really, really like happening. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, the, they're the best. Like, yeah, absolutely. They're I'm excited for them. They're absolutely insane. I remember when you know it dropped back in uh, what was it like October, Septemberish, Novemberish, sort of the fall, right? And uh, there's that one song, Cheater, with Tom the Mailman, and I had that yeah, on repeat super for hard. for weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh i was um i actually like vividly remember like because they and i had done like say sent me the turquoise verse like oh is it say not say i think it's say yeah i think so but like one of us is right i don't really know but (laughs) (laughs) someone's um, right (laughs) yeah they sent me that shit um like maybe couple days before new year's 2020 and then the funny thing is that the verse that say sent me on heterochromia like 
I just got like a bounce of the whole track. Like I didn't get stems, right? I got one verse and it was fire, right? And then I was like, yo, I need the stems because we're mixing it like a couple months later. And say it sent me an entirely different verse. That's the one that's out. Not <laughs> they were the like, one. nah, that, the first one wasn't good enough. They I gotta were, send it No, new. like they were both fire. Like I don't really think there was like a right choice for it. It's just super interesting. It's like such an interesting like workflow, I guess. Um, yeah, totally. But like, yeah, like they sent an entirely different verse the second time. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I fuck with this too. Totally fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, right. But they sent me Cheater like that night. It was like New Year's Eve and I was at my friend's house and like I just like went in the bathroom put my AirPods in like yo this is so cool I wonder what this is and I was like yo this is crazy what the fuck you know this is insane oh my god <laughs> I just felt so cool having that like hearing that a little early you know yeah, yeah it's amazing privilege honestly <laughs> like that's Real. an insane track but uh you know some more teacher-based questions here like we were going to talk about um uh, you know how does it feel uh and like what's it like being the teacher that makes music and do people look at you like the cool teacher or whatever and uh you know how did your students find out because i've seen about that in your tiktoks so like i so i was a real high school teacher for, like two years right it was like 2017 18 and then 2018 19 like those two school years and um that was the first thing I did out of college. I moved back to New York. I was working at a high school in the Bronx. The same one that I work at now. Mm -hmm. I put Harajuku, Harajuku out during my second year. And because it did well, like, and I just had, like, I started to have more opportunities to work on music. Like, I was like, I need to do this full time. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a really cool principal then who was like, yo, I'll hire you as a sub. Work as many days as you want. Like, whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what I do now. And I've been doing that for a couple years. And the pandemic made it, like, kind of... There was a long time where I wasn't in school, but um, yeah, it'd be yeah. kind of a little bit awkward. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah. towards the end of my like real teacher time, like there was one day where I came in, and like the kids didn't really know about my music stuff. Maybe one or two kids would ask about it. I did an interview; they couldn't find my so like my government name is not Haji Gaviota. Like Haji is my middle name. Um, Gaviota just means seagull in Spanish. I just just like seagulls. <laughs> Um, yeah. Haji the Seagull. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was, um, so I did an interview with like my old college newspaper and then mm -hmm. he used my real name and my kids Googled me and they found me that way. So like, this is like 2019. I came in one day, there were like three laptops open in the classroom and they were all playing like different songs of mine at the same time. And I was like, this is literally like a fever nightmare. Like I can't even explain. Oh dude. Oh, they all I couldn't it. imagine. I'd be, I would be so stressed out. I'd be like, oh. They were definitely like, they were cool about it though. Like most, a lot of them were like, some of them are even like, yo, like I liked your music, you know? Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, that was like kind of a soft launch, but that wasn't like a serious, cause what happened like, I mean, those kids, like, now they're seniors because they were freshmen when I was teaching them. But they're still at the same school, so they just know me now as, like, a sub. But all these other kids, like, the younger kids, they don't know me, right? So I get a yeah. clean slate all the time. And I had been oh, working in nice. one class with a lot of, like, 10th graders. And so those kids weren't there when that first happened. And um, <laughs> I had a TikTok go viral. And yeah. it was, like, about, like, so I teach in the Bronx, right? And it's, like, you know, like, that's where, like, K-Flock and, you know, like, uh, a bunch of rappers, like, in that, like love like new york drill shit it's mm -hmm. popping right now so i made a tiktok about that with runner's high where i was like when my kids think i make music and they think it's gonna sound like k-flop it sounds like this right and then that for some reason like that resonated on tiktok and that like yeah. thing there were like 10 of my kids who came in the next day like yo you're on my for you page like <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Again. yo if i was scrolling yeah, at home cool. on my for you page and my teacher yeah. popped up i'd be like yo what 
<laughs> also, some of the what I thought was funny is that some of the teachers also found it. No like, way. Like, yeah. That's pretty hilarious. I was, like, I was like, you're on TikTok. Like, I was like, I did not even expect you to be on TikTok. So that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, because I always feel like I'm old on TikTok and I'm like 26. And it's like, I see people who are like, have like kids and shit who are like using it. And I'm like, damn, this is like really like a, you know, everybody's on this now. But yeah, yeah that definitely right? <laughs> uh, put me in front of a lot of more kids that way. Um, they're usually pretty cool about it. As a substitute teacher, like, you're generally the cool teacher anyway because like the other teachers will be trying to get you to do shit and i'm just kind of like look i'm just like don't fight <laughs> you know like, yeah pretty much i have a very low bar for like what i need to classroom so because of that like i think you get an easy disposition as a cool teacher and then definitely like the bleach hair and the earrings and then sneakers and all that shit definitely help <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it definitely, yeah it makes it you seem a little bit more kind of, you know the look thing, yeah. the look is there you'd be surprised how many kids like just don't care like they're just like yeah whatever <laughs> like, yeah, like, just, they got like 15 year old shit to deal with you know like yeah exactly they don't, they don't give a fuck if i'm making music or not <laughs> which is kind of like humbling it's nice you know like keeps you in perspective like i feel like when for a lot of musicians probably feel this like you feel like what you're doing is like the center of the universe all the time mm-hmm. just because you have to spend mm-hmm. so much time on it and you have to post about it all the time it's like sometimes it's nice to get the reminder that like we really don't matter at all and like everything that we do is just kind of like our own little thing you know it's mm-hmm. like yeah you know like there's so much other stuff going on in the world <laughs> it's just good to like get that reminder just, i feel like my kids knock me down and peg all the time yeah i mean that definitely is kind of nice like i wouldn't like being an a-list celebrity must suck yeah I <laughs> you're just being that. constantly watched <laughs> constantly watched Awful. and harassed yeah. and stalked man. i know dude that i would never ever want that to happen even just like, even su- just, that would like suck. When, you, when you do like silly shit that like other other people did it wouldn't be like as big of a deal like Comes a bigger deal. Like I saw Jack Harlow was like messing with the cameraman's uh oh, yeah, like, settings funny. at the NBA <laughs> game, right? But like they were like people were like really mad at him. And it's like, yo, if like a random dude did that, like it wouldn't be a big deal because Jack Harlow did it and like it still feels like yeah. you do like silly shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a huge like you get like a think piece on it and everything, which like is just crazy to me. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know, it. but it's just like it's so weird that people get worked up over such like just minor things that like average people do that like and now it's a celebrity doing it. It's like oh my god. Yeah, well it doesn't feel like real life. It just seems yeah. like characters on a TV show. You know, like you're talking yeah. about like go yeah. So it's just like whatever, but like you know, it's like a real dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, well, I used like, to have uh, like that mentality. Yeah, uh, Gal oh, the arsonist people, you know? put it in like a really good way. Um, he was talking That's about Gal. like, yeah, uh, when we had Gal on, he was talking about how like mm-hmm. you know people see them as like larger than life characters, like people that aren't like like us. So like I I guess that has something to do with it a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. So um. What does the phrase left-handed music mean to you? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, um, it's just like, you know, like making things that aren't super like abstract. Like I'm not making like crazy, like folk ambient music. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm working within the boundaries of pop music, but I'm taking that and I'm being like, it a little bit, you know, and just making shit a little weird here and there. And like, that's really my goal is like, I'm approaching shit like, like a lefty. I'm left-handed mm-hmm. too. Like oh cool it, so it, like, it's just like it. yeah yeah but it's also just like kind of like looking at things and thinking like all right how can i take this like very straightforward thing and just kind of go like you know like a little bit mm-hmm. that's kind of my like design mindset 
I guess, when it comes to my music and like everything I do, you know? Yeah, it's just like go crazy with it. Like, don't be afraid to experiment, like you were saying earlier. Just like, exactly. Do whatever. Figure out <laughs> shit. That's yeah. like another word I would use, too. you know? Just like, be like creative about the path that you take to get somewhere. Of course. So you yeah. Fun that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, Max, you can get this next one, too. Already sure. All right. Uh, so is being based in New York an advantage uh, to you and other artists? Or is yeah, it more of a disadvantage? I- I think so. I think it's an advantage. Um, yeah. One of the things that I like about it is when I talk uh, with my music friends who aren't from big cities, is like they get caught up in like city shit. Like, oh, I'm the biggest rapper from, you know, I don't try to think Fort Worth, Texas. It's like, all right, bro, <laughs> nobody cares. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. the great thing about New York, that like in Fort Worth, you probably feel like you have to be like, thing from fort worth it's like in new york bro there's so much shit going on like mm-hmm. nobody gives a fuck and, but at the same time nobody can give a fuck and i could sell out a 250 cap venue people will still be like i don't know who that is <laughs> because there's just so many fucking people you know what i mean yeah and so it gives me space to like be myself not worry so much about what everybody else is doing uh but also have all the resources of being in a major city at the same time like being able to meet new producers and work with them like people move here to make music so it's like i'm lucky and blessed to like I've grown up with a lot of people who are sick that I still work with to this day. But it's like I also can work with all these other people who just like move to New York to be professional producers and stuff. Um, and it comes with like a kind of like we don't care, keep grinding, do your thing that like LA doesn't have because LA has so many musicians and it's like kind of like the whole like center of the thing is the entertainment business, which is cool. Some people will probably love that. And like when I go out there, I have a great time. Like I definitely really like the aspect of New York where it's kind of like you're just like another person you know because there's so many people um yeah yeah. Yeah. i think it's an advantage to me um i can see obviously there's some giant disadvantages like i'm lucky enough like i live at home so it's chill but like if you don't live at home like it's super expensive like um yeah i mean that's that's kind of the big thing like there's not that much space like so studio space like definitely not the same in la like there's dudes in la i've worked with who have like fucking horses you know what I mean? In their backyard. Like, they have <laughs> yeah, space. Yeah. Like, bro, imagine having a horse. And, like, I can't even fucking fathom having a horse in New York. Like, a crazy thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my guy. My guy, Adam. Um, Put him out but, on the yeah, it's like, yeah, you just, like, you don't really have space. So, um, things are a little different. Like, it's easier to be a musician in a lot of ways, like, in other places. But um, there are definitely some advantages that come with being in New York. So, and I love New York, man. It's like, yeah absolutely yeah, sure. it's i mean it's definitely one of the bigger scenes when it comes to music so like you know you're totally yeah. blessed to be there of course just like you were saying yeah it's comfortably second place i think new york i mean la is like obviously yeah yeah, hub for yeah being for sure. um and all across different types of music and i mean i, I think you can make an argument for atlanta if you're mm-hmm. uh, you're especially if you're in like the hip-hop scene and then um Nashville, if you're into like the folkier rock music, more straightforward, kind of like old school shit, like mm-hmm. I feel like Nashville's great. And yeah. then uh, Chicago's cool, uh, but New York, I would put second among those probably in terms of like what you can get done here. And, yeah. and New York's just a great city, great food, great people. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, um, you know, being an artist who surpassed like the 100K mark. Uh, do you feel like pressured to use your platform at all? And you know things like talking to PSU are like obviously it's a super big deal. 
Um, so, you know, how does it feel to be able to create and speak on, you know, such a bigger scale? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, it was cool that, um, like, they let me, you know, go back and talk to, like, at a place that I went. You know, it's, like, always nice. Um, in terms of, like, the platform thing, though, that's interesting. Like, I, honestly, like, I don't feel like I have that big of a platform. Um, but I can see why somebody who had a smaller platform would be like, yo, you have a big platform. So. Yeah, of course. Because right? <laughs> I just look at people with bigger platforms and think, like, damn, they have a platform. And that's cool. It's just like a classic, like, you know. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, if you're situation. down here, you're seeing the guy up here. And then the guy up yeah, here is looking at the guy exactly. up here. And it's like, right. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, it was just like, I mean, I, if there's ever an opportunity to do something positive, like, I'm going to take it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always down to, like talk to people and you know say things like i you know I, I sometimes struggle with like valuing my own just like nobody wants to hear this from me like i don't know if you know like the job rule thing like where uh if Chappelle is like you know like people asking for job rules opinion on shit and it's like why the fuck are you asking job rules opinion on this like what does job <laughs> rule know about this like i feel that a lot it's like nobody cares what like i think about certain things um but when there's a place for me to like take action like i try to as much as i can um and I've like used my platform to raise money before, yeah. especially during like the pandemic, um, during like the like the George Floyd protests. Like we raised, like I don't remember exactly how much, but it was in the four digits, and like I felt pretty good about that. Oh, that's um, incredible. I'd like to like keep doing stuff like that when the opportunity arises. It can be hard when like you know you're only you only have so much going on, but yeah, um, absolutely, I definitely want to like make that a part of my my thing so that when I scale up in every direction, I can scale that up too. You know yeah definitely yeah and uh you know like um you know with someone with a, a platform like yours i mean obviously it's not like the biggest in the world but like if you can do stuff to help out that's like amazing like, yeah, exactly. like right like yeah. 100k is what like a huge number right so it's like yeah that's totally cool yeah yeah man no it was that was like a blessing like i, cause I think the first time like I got to like 90 something and then I didn't get to 100 like like probably around the Harajuku like times and I was like fuck man I was so close like <laughs> <laughs> this close, man. And then I got to yeah. like, I got to like oh, I got to like literally like 190 something and not to 200 and I was like nah. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got her <laughs> she got me about to buy some streams bro like you're like you're so close <laughs> you're just like ah I'm just gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> you're this nah, close you're like oh man <laughs> yeah what happens. yeah it's super funny though that's cool that that's considered like a like a high number I, I feel like i just put a lot of pressure on myself to like push even further but um yeah i appreciate that like I, and i and i just want to use like my place in music to always like you know do what i can in my community like mm -hmm. to push forward with i mean like i work with kids like all the time so i really want to make that a part of my my thing forever um and also just like love like finding artists who are like at an earlier point than me and just like some of them pass me like i'll be like yo you're fire and then like they're like they're bigger than me already so i'm like sick <laughs> like, i didn't even need me but um that's fire though i love watching shit like that yeah um yeah. i just always try to like only be concerned with like where i'm at you know um and what i can do to be better than i was last year you know yeah i feel like that's the healthy sure. yeah in what is a very competitive kind of world you know so to stay unbothered by it absolutely Alrighty, so getting into some of our last questions here uh kind of a generic question but still always a good one that we like to ask our guests is what is your biggest goal for 2022 Ooh. um 
And, uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, um, could be a goal for your life, could be a goal for music, you know, just something you want to achieve this year. Yeah, one thing I've been working on is cooking. I've been getting mad good at cooking. Not really, but like, I'm <laughs> that's where I'm trying to get better at it. Um, that's like a personal life goal is like getting nice at cooking because I go to the supermarket and I get mad overwhelmed and I'm like, ah, but I agree. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah. I'm trying to like get to the point where I feel comfortable with that shit. Um, musically, I want to play live shows in more cities and I also want to play like, there's very specific venues and things I want. Like, I want to play at a venue called Elsewhere in New York. Um, they have a rooftop that they do during the summer. It's like, you get this like sunset behind you while you play and it's like so cool. I want to do that shit. Yeah, that's on that's, my bucket list. That's, um, that's so maybe cool. this is the year. I would have said that last year too. Hopefully this is the year. Um, shows are obviously. Like, whatever. Um, I want to do that. I want to... I don't know. I want to like drop really good music that people like. Um, I have a couple songs coming soon that I'm excited about and I feel like are a step forward. So I'm hoping like rock with them. Um, some of them are pretty different. So, you know, yeah. just kind of like get over the fear of doing that and just kind of hit the button to see what happens. Um, yeah. 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 I think I try not to like make my goals like numbers or whatever. Um, because it's just like, you know. I don't want to set a ceiling on that shit anyway. Like, <laughs> what if I say 500K and then, like, I hit a million? It's like, bro, like, why would I not say I can't hit a million, bro? Like, <laughs> exactly. I can't hit a million, bro, you know? Yeah. Like, who says I can't fall backwards and hit 50? You know, like, I can do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the world is possible. The world is my oyster. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I just, like, want to stay away from the number shit. I just want to drop good music this year and play in front of more people. Absolutely. So maybe go outside of New York, play a couple new cities and stuff. Would you come to Toronto? I would fucking love to come to Toronto. Are you serious? Like, I would Let's have go. I have a, um, I have one really big like fan from Toronto. She's big. So, love to play in Toronto. You know we'd be there, of course. Oh, I'll absolutely. Pull up. Make make shit happen, man. I got my passport. Oh, I'm let's go. go. I don't have any felonies. Yeah. I don't need to call. I don't need to call Drake to get into the country. Like, be good. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> good. <Definitely>. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so coming down to our last two here, what is a funny story or experience you have to share with everyone today? This could be anything. It doesn't have to be music related at all. Funny story. Yeah, we usually get people Uh, with this one. (laughs) I have a good story. I don't know how funny it is. Do you have a funny like supplying? uh teacher teacher stories like a good teacher story yeah um i got like like there's so much ridiculous shit happens in school sometimes i don't even know like what oh, i mean dude. obviously but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember one time i was teaching this kid was just like yo mister you like imagine dragon and like so i teach a lot of kids who like aren't white so i was just like what like you think because i'm white i like mad dragons he's like nah you like mad dragons and i was like no, and he was like, "Well, imagine dragging these nuts across your face." <laughs> oh! Yeah, oh yeah, I totally oh, saw. It. As soon as you said imagine dragons, I called it. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this guy." No, he didn't. I straight up was like blindsided by that shit. Like, I and I, I'm very much like a. I'd be trying to give. I didn't even know that was one of them. 
like that shit felt like a hot knife through the heart, bro. I was like, <laughs> got God in front of all yeah, the <laughs> in front of the entire class. That's, yeah, that's probably the like, like, yeah, that's probably one of the funnier things that's happened to me in school. Um, although, to be honest, like, there's shit like that every day. Yeah, you're young, you know. Um, yeah, there's no consequences story, when you're that age either. <laughs> you can just yeah, do and no, say whatever you not. want. People just be doing shit. Yeah, like, yeah I know. I um. A lot of dumbass friends, like, man. I went to Paris right before the pandemic with my mom because my cousins were studying abroad and they like wanted to go to Paris. And then we were like, all right, we'll meet you in Paris. So I went to Paris and then we went to this dinner. And the first night, like, I was chilling. We just at this like kind of nice restaurant and then. He played my friend's song, like, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. I also have a song with him. His name is The Second Sex. He's super sick, right? Uh, he's also from Queens. And I texted him, and I was like, yo, dude, they're playing you in Paris right now. And he was, they played, like, two of his songs. I was like, this is crazy, you know? And um, I was like, this is, like, such a sick moment. And then we were just, like, joking, like, yo, imagine if they played, like, your song. I was like, no, probably not, whatever, right? And then next night, we go to dinner somewhere else. And we walk in, and it's, like, too crowded. So we walk out, and we walk into a random restaurant. Have this to be owned by the same people at the first restaurant. When I get in, I'm, like, I look at the menu. I'm, like, oh, this is kind of similar. And then I was, like, listening to the playlist. And I was, like, this is kind of similar playlist, Oh, right? this is kind of similar. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with my mom, right? And do you hear my song? And I was, like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, no fucking way. Because um, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even, like, a top five, top and song of mine. This is like a deep cut because it was with that dude, the second sex, right? Guess mm-hmm. they just—he's got like a giant fan in Paris. But like, bro, I was like at dinner with my mom in Paris. And my song came on. Like, I was like, this is the craziest moment of my life. So I like yeah. posted it on social media and stuff, but it was like pre TikTok era, and I feel like it was just like my friends were like, oh, sick, whatever. But I always feel like it's like the craziest story. Like, yeah. I really can't believe that happened. That's... it's not funny it's just like kind of like whoa <laughs> no like that's just like <laughs> a sick moment like it like... doesn't it doesn't have to be haha funny like it can just be yeah, something the way sick like spoke french didn't really get what we were talking about my mom's like zim, zim. he's like uh what are you talking about <laughs> i was like oh, wait, that's fine. <laughs> Bro, i was like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. didn't really seem to understand the moment <laughs> but it's cool bro hit you yeah, with I a quad and called it a day <laughs> yo for real man that shit was fire though that was crazy that was crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Max, you're ending it today. Alrighty, sweet. So, what is a message of inspiration or advice you have for us today to keep our listeners going throughout their uh, daily business? Keep them daily inspired. Business. Keep them going. Nick, their daily life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, it's never late for doing some shit that you really like. I didn't even start making music until I was like old as you guys are now. So like you literally like are already on that path. And I bet a lot of your listenership, you know, like around the same age or whatever, like you guys are already way ahead where I was. I tell this to my kids all the time. It was like you guys are so far ahead of where I was when I was your age. Like just keep pushing and doing shit and trying shit because like it will click eventually. Might not click exactly in the way you thought it was going to click, but it's going to eventually click. Like, oh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like a fresh mindset and like yo shit will happen. It will happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
that's it's that's some that's some quality advice right there you know like it's like um like you'll have this goal and you might want to achieve it but like it might not happen in the way you want it to but it'll happen eventually and uh that's exactly just, if you're you know, really the universe working its ways on you for sure exactly yeah. yo just stick to the plan man stick to the plan of course it doesn't happen in a day sometimes but like if you if you've got a good plan stick to that shit it's gonna happen eventually it might not happen as quickly as you want it to but it'll happen but it'll definitely happen, happen. <laughs> yeah i feel like the one thing that i brought was a blind blind ass confidence like there were so many times where like if you were like a rational person doing what i was doing when i started making music it would have been like i should stop doing this shit but i was like nah i'm gonna do this shit right and if i wasn't like that i wouldn't be here and like i wouldn't be i was like keep doing that like i'm gonna be further out and it's like i like you know wouldn't do it without that like that is it like it's just that blind confidence that like straightforward mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean like if someone says like your demo is ass like you might be right like take advice from people but like, don't, like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> of course like, the mission though the mission though like you know, don't let shoot you down have though have blind confidence in the and then be like willing to like take, you know, face the hard truth sometimes about shit, but only with the goal of pushing that mission further. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. someone's like, you can never make music. Like, fuck that guy. They're just projecting anyway. Like, yeah. you can instead take that and just be like, all right, this one ain't it. What can I do to make the next one it? Right? And just go from there. You know? Always yeah. have that like growth mindset. I think that shit is really important. Mm -hmm. Sure, definitely. That's the advice I would give. Yeah absolutely insane advice uh just thank you so much for that and thank you for coming on today oh my gosh this is yeah, like no, really of this is no like a, thank you for having me for real like me and ethan been anticipating like, this all day like this is like this is like a huge deal for us like i'm like i'm yes. like definitely up there in your listenership for sure like oh, you, you might be on my rap i don't know we'll have to see about that chill, yo chill oh we got plenty of time plenty of time to make that happen or not you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to deliver this I'm on it, though. I'm on it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stay around for a little bit after, and uh, I'm gonna run the outro here. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you did enjoy it, please make sure to slap a like on it and subscribe for the day. You guys have been going in crazy on the subs, so thank you so much, guys. It means the world. Um, you can follow our Instagram at Music Muse Podcast, TikTok at Music Muse Podcast, uh, Haji your socials <laughs> yo uh i am haji gaviota everywhere h-a-d-a-i-e-a-v-i-o-t-a -A -A that's instagram twitter tiktok spotify all the other ones and even facebook if for some reason you're into that but i don't post on there so like i'm there <laughs> you know if you want to find me so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right Sick. Thank you so much again. Thank you for listening, guys. And me and Max will see you in the next episode. Peace. Bye, guys. Oh, you caught me right in the middle of a yawn there. <laughs> <laughs>